Hey, welcome to Travel Tuesday Happy Hour, where we interview dope people doing dope things with one thing in common, the love for travel. We have a great guest lined up. Grab a drink. Stay tuned. What's going on, Travel Fam? If you ever thought about starting a podcast, check out Anchor. Anchor is free. Anchor will provide you tools to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast to multiple streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need right in one app. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, welcome everybody to Travel Tuesday Happy Hour, where we interview dope people doing dope things from around the world and uh, pretty much get to know what they do. So I appreciate everybody jumping on right now. Um, This is, it's been a journey to say the least. Um, This is episode 14. Um, This definitely started through quarantine and... um, it, it's definitely been a journey in trying to make sure that I find a productive way to use my time. Um, I've been blessed by so many different people uh, wanting to support the show um, and continue to come back to watch the show. So <clears throat> I'm definitely appreciative of everyone that comes on um, to support. Uh, so like I said, I'm about to take maybe a two-week hiatus uh, from the show just to give myself a little bit of time to just recharge um, this is a lot of work uh, getting people rallied together um, and getting them to just you know uh, be ready for the show uh, this is something that is not like uh, hey yo jump on real quick um, I really put in a lot of effort to make sure that my guests are uh, favorably highlighted um, that they get their time um, to be able to speak about what they do. Um, I think this was a, a good time to not just sit and um, and kind of dwell on what's going on, but to look at the advantages that we have in front of us. Um, luckily, uh, having started this, um, I've gotten a chance to interview well over 40 people. Um, and uh, some people have joined on twice. Um, and some people I've gone on and done other ventures with. So this has definitely been um, a really dope experience for me. So I really want to thank the community for just constantly supporting me um, week by week. Uh, Whether you jump on or stay on the entire time, it's much appreciated. Um, Definitely going to come back with bigger, uh, better content for you guys. Um, Definitely with a group of people that um, kind of expound a little bit more on the adventures. a couple people we already had that I know definitely got some really dope adventures that they would love to share with y'all, some programs that they got coming up, some projects that they got coming up. Um, but with all that said, I want to get my first guest on the line. Um, and, uh, you know, another gentleman that I'll definitely. So I'm um, give him a few minutes to jump on so we can get things started. Yeah, break is necessary, man. This thing, <laughs> excuse me, this thing ain't easy. All right, I only see your yeah, eyes. Right, Dilbert, okay, here we go. From your eyes up. Here we go. Here you go. I was like, man, I ain't know I had Dilbert on here. <laughs> so 
What's going on, good brother? Tell us who you are and what, what it is. What up, man? Can you hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you great. Fantastic. Um, so, folks, my name is Devin White. Um, I'm a licensed clinical social worker who provides therapy for uh, adolescents and children um, age ranging from five all the way uh, till 2021-ish. 20, uh, and I'll see adults as well. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my, my go-to, working with the kids, working with the youths. I like how you call them kids up to 21. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because like you still, right, so you still figuring stuff out. You, you ain't never lie. So, so uh, tell me, what got you into traveling in the first place? So, like being fortunate enough to have family that wanted me to travel. Um, when I was maybe about twelve ish, uh, my mom was like, "All right, you need a passport." I was like, "Okay," and not really understanding like what that meant and like the gravity of that. Um, so, like, I got a passport, and I think later well if not that year maybe like two years later we went on a cruise um and i had a ball i was like this is fantastic all the food i can eat and i don't have to worry about anything like that man it was great um so yeah so that's what that's what kind of kicked it off um for me so what keeps you traveling like well i mean you know, we we did that infamous yacht week trip, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Not together, but I right. mean, still an epic trip nonetheless. So, what what keeps you looking for adventures, man? I think the biggest thing, and and like I'm just now like thinking about it, like even thinking back to like that original like international trip, is just like meeting new people from from like different parts of the world, right? Because um, I remember going on that trip and being on the cruise and meeting some uh, some kids from Egypt um, mm. and how, like, we just played basketball all the time. Like, that was something that we had in common. Um, and that's, like, the biggest thing for me, like, just meeting new people and experiencing new things with new people. Um, so all the, like, the big major trips I could think of, I've met some really, really dope people, right? So I see you got your Yacht Week <laughs> shirt on, right? Your Yacht Week uh situation so yep, uh yep, yep, yep. like me going to yacht week that was so dope meeting uh like 50 60 other like black folks that just travel and just do it like consistently like it was just dope and inspiring right um going to ghana like that was amazing right going to ghana with people that um that I didn't necessarily know, right? Um fortunately enough I was I, I knew you, so that was good. That was my Stephen Grace. You, like you, so I just want for everybody to know that's gonna see this and hear this. Paige is the reason why I went to Ghana. Um because he posted he posted in the chat, he was like, Yo, y'all trying to go to Ghana? And it was like crickets. And I was like, Yeah, I'm trying to go. I need to be there. Hey um, man, you need reliable friends, man. That's it. That's it. Um but yeah, just like meeting new people, experiencing new things. Um, the food, that's a big thing too, experiencing different cultures and experiencing the food in the culture, right? Because it's different having like, like falafel in New Jersey, right? Versus going to a country that's known for falafel, right? Or um, having like Ethiopian food in Montclair is a lot different than being in Ethiopia and, and trying yep. the food there, right? Jollof um, in New Jersey versus Jollof in Ghana. <laughs> right, right, right. Way different, right? Um, 
so yeah, so just to see like the differences um and see how like how certain things become Americanized, um is it's just it's always interesting to me. So what's been your so like what's been your most memorable international trip? Oh man. Well do you have like do you have like a top three that you would be like, you know what, I got these top three countries I could definitely hit. Oh man. Um so yeah, so I'll just I'll just mention the one. In no order. No order. No order. Um so so in no order I'll save it. I'll save the thing I was gonna say first last. Um first I got a chance to uh go to Ethiopia for my boy's wedding, right? Mm. So to see a traditional Ethiopian wedding in Ethiopia was like this is amazing. Um, yeah. It made me realize that I didn't have enough stamina to party the way uh, I mean, you my man now. You know, you would you 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 in a dad crowd now. You know, I am, crowd. I am. I wasn't, I wasn't ready. Like it was a party. I told from, you, man, they party yeah, hard. They party hard. It was a great time, right? Um, going to Croatia and being somewhere that wasn't really on my bucket list at all, right? The extent of me knowing Croatia is knowing uh, Tony Kukoc from the Bulls, right? From the back <laughs> in the day Bulls. And just knowing like, oh, he's a Croatian player and that's a place that exists, right? The, the funny part about that is I actually know who that player is. So, right, right. <laughs> so, like, and just being there, like, oh, this is his hometown and like, or this is where he's from or the country that he's from. Um, and seeing that and just just getting a totally different perspective on something that I had no idea like really existed, right? Like you know it exists, but you don't know it, right? Um, had some of the best seafood I've ever had in Croatia, right? Um, and then Ghana, right? Like the being able to like that whole trip was special, man. That was so different. Like being able to go during the year of return, right? And being able to go with a bunch of young black folks who are just open-minded, right? And just like, we're here for like the, the same cause. Like we're in Africa, right? For some folks, it was like their first time in Africa. For some folks, it was like their 12th time or whatever, right? But like, mm -hmm. we're all here together to come back home, right? Like it was so, it was so beautiful and so special being able to like go back to the 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 slave castles, right, and just like feel the energy. Um, like it was, it was so moving, man. Um, but yeah, that was probably. I'm gonna put that number one. I'm gonna put. There's no order, but I'm gonna put that number one. That was that whole because that whole trip from start to finish was nuts. Yes, um, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. It was. It was. It was different. Different. Right. Different. Different. Uh -huh. <laughs> So um, I'll go from first to last or top to bottom, right? So Ethiopia, what like, um, you know, what were your expectations going in, right? So, uh, you know, you just mentioned two countries in the continent of Africa, right? right? Mm -hmm. Like, what was your um, mindset going to Africa, right? Because I think um, a lot of times there's these misconceptions um, and, you know, just... Um, uh, just, just messages that are put out there that wants us to not think that they're as rich in culture as we are. Right. <laughs> right. Culture, right? Mm -hmm. um, what were your thoughts when you went to Ethiopia and then followed by going to Ghana? Like, what were the two worlds like? 
Uh, let's see. First thing. So I didn't really have like, so I try not to have expectations for certain things or in general. Right. Um, because usually expectations lead to disappointment. Right. Because if I expect certain to a certain way, if it, does, if it falls short just a little bit, then I'll be be disappointed. Or like that's just people right. in general. Um, right. But I didn't uh, like really expect anything. Um, I was. Uh, let's see, surprised to find out like the, the elevation of Ethiopia. Um, so for folks who haven't been, it's a very elevated place. So like just walking up a regular flight of stairs will wind you if you're not mm. prepared or, or out of shape like I was, am. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was because uh, I was just ready to just soak it all in, right? Because I was like, it was another opportunity, right? And I thought about it, and I was like, I almost didn't go. Mm. Um, but I was like, you know what? It's my boy's wedding. Like he he thought enough to invite me out. Like I'm a, like I'm gonna pull up, right? Because um, he had been living there um, for a few years at that point. Um, but yes, yeah, so I was like, and then and just thinking about like when is the next time I'm ever gonna get a chance to say, hey, I'm going to a celebration or a wedding in Ethiopia. Right, like we're like that's like that's not something that's necessarily common, right? So I was like, I have to go because I just know this is going to be a good time, um, and it was. It was a it was a really good time. And so, um, how Ethiopia's experience to Ghana's experience? Uh, I think the experience was different just because with the with the Ethiopia trip. Like, the time that we went, like, nothing necessarily was going on. Um, so, like, we were just kind of just, like, led by, like, my boy who was out there. And he was just kind of, like, taking us to, like, certain spots. So it was mm-hmm. a significantly different experience versus um, Ghana when they're expect- they were expecting everybody to come back. And that was, like, the whole the whole year they were ready for people to come back. Um, so it was Were like- they, though? <laughs> were they? <laughs> Let's have this conversation. Let's pause real quick. Were they ready though? Were they ready for like onesies, twosies, or like fifties and thirties? Like, I mean, they may they probably underestimated how many people would come back. Um, so that was another that was its own separate issue. So they may not necessarily uh, prepared for the magnitude of people that came um, for that and Afrochella. Um, so that's a different thing. So I think the like the hospitality felt different. Um, not to say that the folks in Ethiopia weren't uh, hospitable, hospitable, um, but Ghana's hospitality felt different. Um, but it but it may have been because you know the whole idea of you know the year of return, like we know you're from America, like come here versus in Ethiopia, it was just like our small close knit group. We didn't really. Um, engage too much uh, with other folks because we had like a set timeline for what we had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like get ready for the wedding and stuff and then just like handle that kind of thing. Um, so I think it was like slightly different just because like the the reason why I was there was different. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so how often like let's say prior to now, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to get to that. So how often did you find yourself traveling or how often were you planning on traveling? <clears throat> oh man! So, 
um, when I first got like my real adult job and like really started making money, I was like, I'm gonna try to travel um, like out the country at least like once a year. Like if I can, at least once a year. If I could do, if I could do it more, great. Um, but at least once a year, um, and then just travel to, domestically as well because like there are 50 other states than the one I currently live in. I've only been to a handful, so you know, trying to expand my horizons when it comes to that too. Um, so yeah, so trying to at least like do something once a quarter. So like traveling internationally once a year, and then somewhere else. <laughs> in the other quarters or double up if I could. And so now as, as a counselor or a therapist for children, does your schedule revolve around theirs part of a school or are you just kind of like, Hey, it's I'm part of an agency or contracted out to the school or you're directly with the school. Yeah. So I'm part of an agency there that, that gets contracted with schools. Um, which is fantastic. That was like the biggest reason why I picked the job because I wanted summers off. Um, like we still, we still have to work during the summertime, but we have the majority of the summer off. So it's like enough time to plan an international trip or two, or just to get out as of the state to go a few places. But yeah, so that was like the big motivation behind working into a school to have summers off so I could travel. Cause that was, yeah, like, that was the have, biggest thing. Yeah. I have Renee on a couple of weeks back. Um, and she was talking about how like, it was difficult because she can only travel on the off seasons, right? So, like, mm-hmm. the season the kids are out of school, that's when she's able to go. But as a mm-hmm. teacher, those are the highest price tickets. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so she got to put all her coins together to be able to make sure that that happens. But she took, she made a valiant effort to make sure that she takes that vacation so she can right. see the girl. Because she gets, the kids get excited when she comes back from vacation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, where did you go? Where did you go? And so um, that's definitely dope about that. So um, as we talk about, like, frequency of travel, right, now we're hit with this COVID-19 life, right? (laughs) Um, We are currently still in it, right? It's it's not going away. And then we have fun states like Florida and Texas that are just keeping the thing alive, right? And New York, if you've ever been to New York recently, you'll see why New York hasn't gone all the way down. Yeah. But – how has this kind of impacted life for you? Like, I mean, I'm assuming within that time, you probably had a trip scheduled um, or some uh, internationally or domestically. So like how had COVID-19 kind of impacted you there? And then as a therapist, like how have you been dealing with that with your clients? I mean, not detailed stories, but like are people really, um, as they say, feeling the depression, feeling the Mm -hmm. withdrawal of being outside? Yeah. Um, so like the first part in terms of like personal stuff. So I've had at least three to four weddings be canceled. Um, I I was planning on going to like, maybe like five weddings this year, all of them Mm -hmm. got canceled or postponed, um, due to COVID. Um, so it's like, dang, I feel bad for them, you know, for the bride and groom because they're missing their special day. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's the, in terms of traveling. I think I had a, pl- a trip planned. Um, I wanted to go to Italy this summer, but, you yeah. know, definitely not doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, because I was planning on going to Italy, um, like, starting to plan last summer to for this summer, and then once everything hit, that got squashed immediately. I was like, I'm not going to the epicenter of that. And gotcha. lo and behold, the epicenter now is in New York, so there's that. Um, 
So in terms of like just transitioning folks, right? So a lot of my kids kind of just thought it was like a big vacation. They were just happy to be out of school mm-hmm. um, and they didn't really understand. So this is when it first hit. Um, they didn't really understand like what was going on. Um, so like around the first or like the last few weeks of March, like they were just happy. And then around April, they're like, I want to go back to school. <laughs> like I want, like I'm tired of being in the house. Like I need to do something um, because where I am, um, so I'm in Bloomfield, but uh, I work in Newark. And Newark was one of the biggest places that got hit. And where a lot of my kids live, it was like one of the biggest places that got hit in Newark. Um, so like we were extra uh, cautious about them like going out and doing what they needed to do. Um, and then like some of my kids have anxiety. Uh, what up, Rick? Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So a, lo- a lot of my kids have anxiety. So being able to like just give them information as much as we have it. Um, because I had this one kid was like, okay, so like, can I not go outside? Can I not hug my grandma? Like, what can I do? What can I do? Um, and then just like helping him, like, you know, you should be fine as long as you and your grandmother stay inside the house and don't really, you know, inter interact with too many other people, you should be fine. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's been rough. So luckily school's over. Um, so, you know, hopefully the kids will have a, 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 a more peace of mind now. So, so with COVID-19 being, you know, um, what is it? You've seen the memes with the lady going back to 2019. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, with, with, the, with 2020, supposed to be 2020 vision, um, and COVID-19 coming in kind of making us, what, 2050 or 3050? Right, something. Uh, whatever it is. Um, yeah. And now people have time to sit down and, and, and deal with their, their ish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not only do they have time to deal with their ish, now we're looking at other things popping up more frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, um, a lot of the cop killings, uh, mm-hmm. the injustice around that. Um, how has that been something that you've been dealing with? I mean, um, I will plug the fact that you had your, uh, <laughs> your um, what is it called? Uh, this past yeah, weekend. The virtual, the virtual uh, yeah, support the virtual, group, yeah. Yeah, the virtual support group. Um, which was super dope, you know what I mean? I appreciate it was a you, bro. Chance for people to really get um, get their their minds right. Like, how has how have you been able to deal with that, both um, personally and professionally? Because as a professional, you know you're expected to have your own coping mechanisms to mm-hmm. keep grounded. Um, in these times, how are you able to stay grounded? One, and how are you able to help the people around you? It's a fantastic question. You're so good at what you do. Uh, (laughs) uh, so what uh so like just thinking about all that right and just feeling like helpless right because you know like you said as a professional i'm supposed to have everything together but like seeing all these people be uh brutally murdered and you know just not really having an escape from it right uh it, it was rough right and that was like the biggest thing that I wanted to do because it was times where I was like, I can't call my kids. Cause like, I, like, I can't try to encourage them just because like, like today I don't have it. Right. Like I can call them tomorrow. Um, and just like really accepting the fact that some days I was not okay. Um, and I think in me not being okay, 
like they say if you want to really heal yourself you like help others um so i'm thinking like if i'm feeling this way i know there are a bunch of other people who are probably feeling this way so that was the biggest motivator um behind uh behind the the vent right um but like we'll we'll come back to we'll come back to that because we got you know that and cheese on our on my cracker we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna handle all that but yeah um but yeah like that was the, that, that was the biggest thing it, like it's been rough um like some days like just be sad and just sit with that right um but being a professional and knowing you know healthy coping skills like doing little things right like taking a shower, making sure I eat three times a day or just eat something, period, right? Um, do something that I like to do. So, like, I love playing uh, video games, right? So, like, whenever I'm stressed out, like, you know what? All right, go to the video games for a little bit. All right, cool. De-stress, um, ready to tackle something else. Um, little things like fidget spinners, uh, <laughs> it, like anything, man. That's, that's a, it's a bunch of things. So, like, really taking care of basics and going back to basics. This is definitely the time that all the guys should be taking advantage of the video game time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, keep in mind, there's that work, there's that game life balance. You can't be Absolutely. a lady just because <laughs> you're playing 2K all day. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, that's definitely the other thing, right? You know, there's all those memes going around, especially, you know, um, there was this one TikTok video. It was like, hey, dad. Um, <laughs> he's like, um, I could give you a million dollars, uh, to stay here with mom or B, 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 B. So, um, it's definitely, you know, a time that, you know, like I was saying before on live was like, you know, this gave me an opportunity to use my time wisely, mm-hmm. use it creatively. Um, and you know, to me, this is therapy. I love talking about yeah. travel. I love um, understanding what other people do about travel. Um, and, you know, the fact that it allowed me to start collaborating with other people, um, mm-hmm. you know, takes me out of my comfort zone. And, you know, um, ironically, a lot of people don't agree, don't believe me after the show when I tell them this. I deal with a lot of anxiety on this show, right? Right, um, right. It's nerve-wracking. It's a matter yeah. of making sure that everything goes right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm anxious right now, but, you know, I have to maintain my composure to make sure that this goes right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, it goes to show that, you know, I, I just, I love this thing that I'm doing. Um, but um, with that said, um, you know, let's talk about the vet, right? You know, um, COVID-19 plus the civil unrest, I'm assuming those kind of led to that. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, and it was you and Jay Smooth. Jay White, Jay White, Jay yeah, White. Yeah, yeah. My bad, my, my bad, boy, My Jay boy, White. Jay White. You know, um, you guys put together a great, um, a great discussion, um, allowing people you, to be open and vulnerable and talk about, um, you know, how they were feeling around around this time. Um, so, so tell us, you know, how did that? How did you feel, both of you being professionals, and then there were other professionals online. Mm-hmm. How did you guys feel about that event and how it, um, how it came, how it, it transpired? Man, I was excited, man. I, I, it was just, it was just wonderful to see people just be willing to to be open, right? And it kind of just let me know that I like I'm on the right track, um, and just trying to just provide space for people and that people need it, right? Um, so it's not something that I just made up. So, so that felt good. Um, it was good to see people 
so what happened? A lot of things that happened afterwards. A lot of people hit me after. It was like, "Yo, Dev, thank you so much for doing this. I feel so much better after doing that." And that really, like, that really sold me. Um, like seeing the fact that people got a chance to release, and it's like, all right, this is this is what this is for. Um, because not all the time that people have access to therapy, right? So you know, just trying to get people in the door. Um, to get them either to therapy or just to have them uh, have some kind of release was really what I was trying to do. (laughs) So that kind of leads me into the next segment, right? Which is cheese on my cracker.com for all y'all shameless plug. Um, I myself and the great Ashley Nicole, who is on here um, are hosting uh, cheese on my cracker, which full name is getting my cheese back on my cracker. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we have a panelist of people talking about multiple subjects. And, you know, we decided when we're having these conversations, it's great to have um, a mental health professional on the call on, on this panel just to kind of um, keep the conversation focused, uh, make sure that people understand that their their responses are normal. Um, and, you know, that, that kind of bring bring insight as to, you know, what potential mental health um, concerns that they are, that they may be experiencing. So um, we had our initial, I guess, pilot episode where we yeah. were able to kind of really have a dope conversation. Like, how do you feel um, being part of that project? Because, like, for me, um, Ashley's been doing a bomb job making yeah. sure everybody's in contact, making yeah, sure yeah, yeah. it's done. Um, so, you know, um, this is an extension of, you know, what you do. How do you feel um, being part of such a panel. Um, and then there's the second half of that panel, which is the Black Lives Matter stuff that's coming up right, soon, right. Um, which is going to be fire. Um, you know, tell us how you feel about, you know, being part of that kind of panel, that kind of discussion. One, I just, I feel like honored, right? Because like Ashley didn't have to reach out to me. Ashley didn't have to say, hey, can like, you want to do this? Um, so I, I feel honored uh, to to be in that space and to, and and to do that um so that's the biggest thing for honor i'm excited um because there's the uh because we'll be on there with tisa and then uh be on there with tisa and ricky and the uh other woman uh forget i just saw her name um but like i'm excited to see how it goes um because it's setting it's setting up to be like a really dope event um so shout out to ashley for doing her thing wrangling everybody together Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time I can only give her all credit to that. Um, so, so what? What else do you got coming up? Is there another event people should be looking out for? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there another event that you got going on that you want to know? People want to know. Yeah. So besides uh, the getting the cheese back on my cracker, um, which episode drops on Monday, but you guys will definitely see enough promo for that. Um, J Rock Therapy. Yep. That. But I was trying to get her real name. Um, but yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah so that's that's dropping new episode for that dropping uh on monday um the next event that i'll have will probably be the next uh the end of uh july um just yeah. to give people just to give people some space um i'm working on a podcast but that's you know also in the works um just talking about mental health uh therapy um what else there's something else too so it's the event Yep, there you go. Um, so it's the <laughs> vent, uh, getting cheese back on my cracker. 
Um, there was some. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So I'm a, so I'm hosting an event, but I want to do it just for essential workers. So for doctors, ENTs, nurses, um, mental health therapists, uh, any kind of practitioner. Um, just because like the folks on the front lines, like they might not, not have enough space too, just because they're too busy trying to save people's lives. Um, so I want to be able to provide them the space too, just to kind of get it out. Um, and really just kind of focus on some self care for them so they can continue to provide like all the great work that they're doing. Um, so, and yes. just keep in mind that you can access the event via mobile or desktop. So yeah, um, yeah. when that does go out there, you know, uh, I'll make sure I definitely put it out there. Um, uh, last thing um, yeah. before we get our next guest on, give me a travel tip that, you know, a newcomer to travel would uh, kind of consume so that they can keep their travel experience going. Okay. Um, be willing. So, uh, can I give you two? Knock yourself out. I mean, I'll take two out of you. You know. Yeah, I'll just I'll just give two. Like it's like they're pretty basic. Um, so like the first one is just so they kind of go hand in hand, right? So the first one is just be open to suggestions from other people, um, and then two. Just will be open to suggestions because I had never heard of Yacht Week. Somebody told me about Yacht Week, and I was like, "That sounds cool." Um, and that kind of goes back into the the second one, um, which is kind of the overarching arching one. Is just have an open mind when you come to travel. Um, realize that you are not going to uh, like places that you go are not like America, um, and don't expect it to be as such. So just go and have an open mind, um, and just. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. Just go have an open mind. Just be receptive to to what you what you get, um, and then just kind of take note and go from there. All right, good brother. I appreciate you for jumping on. Yes, uh, sir. You stay safe out there, and then, you like too, I said, bro. Uh, looking forward to uh, cheese on my cracker episode one. Yes, sir. I'll see you in a few weeks or a few days. <laughs> All right, man. Take care. Peace. Thank you so much, peace. man. All right, peace. All right, uh, we got the next. Another dope conversation. Keep traveling and stay safe. Until next time, peace.